This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey guys, welcome back to Violating Violating Community Community Guidelines. Guidelines. I'm your host, Sarah Shower. And your other host, Brittany Broski. Yes, and today, today, today is for all of the people that went through this with us Mm -hmm. who have years of scarring on their brain to prove that they went through this. Uh, this is for all the Tumblr people out there who grew up on Tumblr, had a Tumblr, mm-hmm. went through all the different eras of Tumblr and the insurmountable negative effect it had on our brains yes. and our brain chemistry. So I've been looking forward to this episode for so long because I've been wanting, we've been like teasing it. A yeah. lot of stuff has to do with Tumblr. It was on Tumblr, Tumblr adjacent, fan fiction, furries, bronies. A lot of it kind of is concentrated on Tumblr. Um, so I've been really looking forward to this. This is going to be a very Britney heavy episode. So to all the Sarah fans out there, you guys take a knee on this one. It's an hour and a half long knee. <laughs> just bruised. This just is, absolutely black and blue. Yeah, I'm kind of sad I missed the great smoothening. Yeah, you, you know, were. Of you everyone's were. brain. I feel like I missed out on so much, but the interface yeah. was just too involved for me. But you mastered Twitter. Twitter is just post and run. I guess that's true. Yeah. Twitter now is a completely different animal. I don't even yeah. know what's going on on Twitter. Um, but yeah, Sarah was not on Tumblr. You were... Copywriter. Yeah. I was a copywriter for some brands, but... Doesn't count. No. I wasn't with the in crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't serve. No, I didn't. You didn't serve in the... I was in ROTC. Yeah. The Tarmy. <laughs> yeah. Tumblr Army. Yes. All right. So, without further ado, I do have a little disclaimer. So, Stanley, our researcher, compiled this research. And, again, he was not a Tumblr girl, okay? He did not live in the trenches with the rest of us. He was... Yes, busy having sex, being cool, smoking weed. All right, whatever, dude. I don't want to hear about it. I was in my bedroom looking at pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch with a flower crown on his head. All right, <laughs> and I'm. This is how I turned out. So, take away what you will from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, the research is going to be a little limited, but. I tried to add stuff that I remembered, but if I left any major events out or major trends or whatever uh, that were awful or were shocking, please drop them in the comments because I want to relive the glory days. And also, if you were not on Tumblr, this is going to be kind of a shock. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, hope it, thank you for coming along for the ride. And please read through the comments as well, because I'm sure you want to hear all the nasty, juicy stuff. So due to the size of the platform, it's also impossible to bring up all of the memes and internet impact Tumblr has had. So we'll be going over the early days of Tumblr, some major moments in Tumblr history, and some content highlights. And then also how I personally use Tumblr. So okay. here we go. Tumblr. Actually, do you want to take it away? Yeah. And I'll take it after that. All right, guys. Tumblr is a microblogging social network site founded by David Carp. Crap. <laughs> and Marco Arment. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hey, clear your throat, by the way. <laughs> I just had some Jimmy John's. It was freaky fast. Um, the interface allows users to post still images, animated GIFs, videos, links, quotes, and other text. Members of the site can follow other Tumblr pages that can be viewed on their dashboard and can reblog or heart other users' posts. As of July 2021, Tumblr hosts more than 529 million blogs. Tumblr for me was a place where like weirdos could be together. You could find a sense of community. You can share your interest and art in a seemingly safe environment. Seemingly. Mm -hmm. Tumblr let art and creativity truly flourish regardless of the subject matter of such art. And Tumblr was Rule 34's most talented home. And Rule 34, for those that are not familiar and are not internet scum like us, is defined as if it exists... There is porn of it. Yeah. It's rule 34. Mm -hmm. Tumblr was beautiful, funny, annoying, cringe, and terrifying at times. The human experience, truly, I would, I would really say. The mm -hmm. censorship of Tumblr was a dark day in internet history. To take a community that thrives off of expression and then to censor that, I think, is very wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you're undermining the whole point of your app. Mm -hmm. It's easy to shit on Tumblr because the most vocal part of its user base are the most annoying people on the planet. But it was also a place where people could come together to bond over shared interests, learn about life, discover what it means to be queer, learn how to empower yourself as a woman, write a fan fiction, how to defend yourself, study tips, music recommendations. It was endless. Literally, if you liked it, it was on Tumblr. What do you mean how to defend yourself? Like in an argument or like... All of it. Against an attacker. Yeah. Like self-defense, um, logical fallacies, yeah. um, how to deal with like manipulators, all of that. The idea of you running just like a self-defense blog. Yeah. That's just me. You like breaking like zip ties <laughs> on your wrist. Me running with the little, little shoelaces. Yeah. All right. So uh, you can take the history as well. All right. Um, so the history. Founder David Crap. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> God, that. dumbass. Carp has been interested in tumble blogs, tumble logs, short form blogs, hence the name Tumblr. Ooh. Uh, for some time and was waiting for one of the established blogging platforms to introduce their own tumble logging platforms. Right now we're going after artists, said Mr. Carp. Before that, we were thinking students and young people, but it's much easier to target an adult who wants to express themselves online. Artists and producers have YouTube and musicians um, are relegated to MySpace. This is so old. Um, yeah. They're the worst platforms. Tumblr is a natural fit. I wouldn't say MySpace was the worst platform, but... It was up there. It was definitely a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Wait, I got a burp in my chamber. Oh, you got it. Oh, no, I don't. It just went back down. Oh. <coughs> oh. Sorry. I had a tail. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, Tumblr was launched in February of 2007, and within two weeks, it gained 75,000 users. Arment, the co-founder, left the uh, sorry. Arment, the co-founder, left the company in September of 2010 to work on Instapaper. Is that the precursor to Instagram? I have no idea. Whatever oh. it is, flop. Yeah, 
So in June of 2012, Tumblr featured its first major brand advertising campaign in conjunction with Adidas, who launched Adidas, Adidas, who launched an official soccer Tumblr blog and brought placements on the user dashboard. This launch came only two months after Tumblr announced it would be moving forward, moving towards paid advertising on its site. On May 20th, 2013, it was announced that Yahoo and Tumblr had reached an agreement for Yahoo Inc. to acquire Tumblr for $1.1 billion in cash. In cash? Which is insane because in 2019, uh, Tumblr was bought by WordPress for $3 million. God. I, that is actually, I don't even know the percentage decrease that is. To go from fucking $1 billion to $3 million, God. it's at least... It's at least 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a Fedder song. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, that is insane. I imagine it being like a shady Vegas, like they're in some private room in Vegas and someone walks in with a, a briefcase clipped to their hand. Yeah. And they have to put it down and like do a little code and unlock it. And it's a billion dollars in cash Dude. just to buy like... Furries fucking each other online. <laughs> Harry Potter fisting Snape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, like, actually, like, what do you think a billion dollars looks like? Like, what room could it fill? Um, a billion. What what size bills? Hundred dollar bills? Probably. Yeah. How many? That's nine hundred ninety nine million plus a million. <laughs> that could fill up the Staples Center. That could literally <laughs> probably like a Home Depot. Yeah. Fit him in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Home Depots are huge. They are fucking huge. Lowe's are huge too. I know they sell desks there. Really? Yeah, you can buy a desk at Lowe's. Should we go to Lowe's after this? Oh wait, no, sorry. I'm thinking of Staples. Oh, yeah. Office Max. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I've always. I remember going to Home Depot and Lowe's as a kid with my dad and being like, "It's so big in here." Yeah. And I recently went there to buy something. I was looking at Christmas decorations. Yeah. And I'm 25, and I was like, it's so big in here. <laughs> I'm just a little goal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember one time we were walking through Home Depot, and there was this metal thing just popping out, and my sister hit it, like, directly on her oh. forehead, and she started bleeding, and she looked hey. so cool. <laughs> bleeding in a Lowe's. Yes. That's the name of my album. Bleeding, <laughs> bleeding out in a Lowe's. Yes. Um, so on September 9th, 2011, the 10 billionth Tumblr post was Jesus made Christ. by Brittany Broski. Woo! <laughs> me being like, God, I wish the Mandalorian would yes. <laughs> lick my hole from the back. You get an award and it's like <laughs> framed and like sent to you. I wonder what it was. I have no idea. Wait, something um, like, God, I hate my dad. <laughs> Wait, it was celebrated with a script writing confetti on a user's dashboard. Ooh, I want to know oh, what no, this was. This was just on everyone's. This oh. wasn't the post. Here was the 10 billionth post. Which would be like Mike Huckabee tits. <laughs> Just All right. So the features were uh, the dashboard, obviously. This is the dashboard. It's the primary tool for the typical Tumblr user. It's a live feed of recent posts from blogs that you follow. Through the dashboard, users are able to comment, reblog, and like posts from other blogs that appear on their dashboard. Users are able to set up a schedule to delay posts that they make. They can spread their posts over several hours or even days. Um, this was useful, I know, for when I would read fan fictions and the author would post like, okay, new episodes or new chapters every two days or every week or whatever. I'm sure they would like spam write a bunch and then schedule them to go out. So oh. there's it, it being used in real time. <laughs> 
tags. Users can help their audience find posts about certain topics by adding tags, which is just a hashtag. If someone were to upload a picture to their blog and one of their viewers to be able to find pictures within their vlog, they would add the tag hashtag picture and their viewers could use that word to search for those posts. HTML editing was a huge part of Tumblr because again, these are blogs. This is different than any, you know, your Instagram account or your page is something that yes, you curate, but it's just a different world than a blog. So Tumblr allowed users to edit their blog's theme HTML coding to control the appearance of their vlog and also the capabilities. You could add music, you could add, you know, whatever. Users were also able to use a custom domain name for their blog. And like Tumblr had us as 13 year olds coding websites yeah uh, this is we just talked about we just did an episode on memes go listen to that and we talked about how when you grow up around this you never have to learn how to do something yeah it just kind of comes to you this is an example of that like at 13 i was coding websites mm-hmm. couldn't do it today completely forgot how yeah. but it's like your, your young brain is still forming and learning and all your friends are doing it and you're giving each other tips and tricks and oh try this and oh oh i tried and saw this it was really fun it was really creative so yeah it's like with myspace i definitely like that shit was like i've not i can't do that ever again right and i was doing that when i was like 13 exactly if yeah. you told me to sit down and like here's the html i'd be like i don't know what that i'd be means. like are you threatening me <laughs> <laughs> do you have my family yeah. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There was also inbox the inbox. Tumblr blogs have the option to allow users to submit questions, either as themselves or anonymously, to the blog for a response. And yes, I did get some of the most fucked up messages of my life through the Tumblr inbox. Like what? Just like whale fat. That's not a question. No, yeah, I know. Whale question mark? Whale, period. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we touched on this on the, we did an episode on anonymous apps and we touched on this briefly in there, but there was a lot of self-bullying yeah. through the anonymous feature where it was like, you're such a slut, you're da da da, like you can't even, and it would just be an opportunity like paving the way for that person to respond to their own comment and be yeah. like, I'm, you can't get to me. Like yeah. I'm strong. You're whatever. It's like a show of solidarity with it. It's just so fucking weird. I'm going to say this. You're lying if you've never submitted something horrible about yourself. Mm. On Facebook, definitely have done that. And on Instagram, definitely have done that. Facebook? 
Yeah, the Facebook, like, um, the anonymous shit. Oh, um, Ask FM, yeah. anonymous, whatever, yeah. But not, like, recently. I mean, like, I, like, any opportunity I could to, like, insult myself so people be like, Sarah, I saw what someone posted on Yeah, here. no, Sarah, you're really great, actually. Yeah. Don't listen to the haters. I know. That was <laughs> it. I was 14 talking about my haters. <laughs> yes. Like, it's just me. It's me with a baseball hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it backwards, but insult myself on Facebook. With a fedora? Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a lot of self-bullying for attention and like forced solidarity, I would say, uh, that came from this. So Tumblr has been noted for the socially progressive view of its users. In 2011, the service was most popular with the teen and college age user segments with half of Tumblr's visitor base being under the age of 25. That's huge. Mm -hmm. In April 2013, the website received more than 13 billion global page views. And uh, again, the, the tagging system was a way to, you could index your own blog, but also Tumblr would add tags for you of like generated content that they saw and so a lot of the tags like you can search a hashtag and you can save a hashtag that you can like see updates on when something new for that hashtag will be posted i actually want to go through what i have saved right now i know one of them is hashtag Nicki minaj <laughs> <laughs> let me see one of them used to be hashtag adele um gaga ahs hotel Hashtag Beyonce, hashtag George Clooney. Oh my God, hashtag Normero. Did you ever watch Bates Motel? No. I was. But these are all the hashtags you put on your individual content? No, these are all the hashtags that I follow. Oh. So when there would be an update on one of these, I would get it on my dashboard. (laughs) I thought you were posting something and then adding all those hashtags. (laughs) And I was like, what could that content possibly look like? It's a selfie of me on my Android from 2011, (laughs) like hashtag Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Hey, twin. Normero was Norman Bates' mom and the fucking police officer from Bates Motel, and I shipped them. Oh, shit. I have so many. I follow hashtag Harry Styles, Leo DiCaprio collage. Went through a phase where I liked young Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, uh, James Marsden, and young Robert Downey Jr. Oh my God. Those are the tags I follow. Oh, and also hashtag after. <laughs> there was a, all right. I'm looking at you like you're going to get it. Yeah. After was that awful Harry Styles fan fiction that someone wrote about, um, and it was made into that movie series, and they're on like the fifth movie now. Uh-huh. Dude, it's just awful. It all came from, that was Wattpad, and then it was on Tumblr and all this. I followed hashtag after. I just, I don't want to talk about it. You want to read this one? Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, yeah. Um, point to the gay stuff for the gay person. Yeah. All right, guys, get off your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up, cocksuckers. <laughs> get up, it's your time. So um, the LGBTQ plus content in community. Multiple researchers looking into Tumblr have found that the website is often used for community building and a place to explore identity inform- identity formation and gender expression for LGBTQ Plus groups prior to the 20, you hear that gay people? I feel like most of you are gay. All right. <laughs> prior to the 2018 adult content ban, transden- transgender users posted their personal gender transitioning experiences, including photos of post-gender confirming surgery and the healing process. Many users felt that that kind of ability to be anonymous or cultivate the identity they were transitioning to made posting personal information to the website acceptable and safe. Yeah, that is one of the, one of, like, one of the good uses of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing um, that and it would be, they would archive it or index it in their blog as like hashtag healing, mm-hmm. hashtag um, transition questions. Yeah. So it would be kind of like a resource for other people who were 
mm-hmm. going through or looking to go through the same thing. It was cool. It was really cool. And a lot of that, unfortunately, was taken down yeah. when adult content was banned and when it was 2018 or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. And that's really unfortunate. And entire blogs were deleted. Yeah. Which just sucks. From what I hear from the gay people who, are, who were like on Tumblr, it was not a fun time. Mm-mm. Dude, the discourse, if, I can't even imagine. I know it's a, a lot of it's being like rehashed on TikTok, but I can't even imagine being there when it first started. Mm-mm. Miserable, insufferable. The epicenter, you just fell in, you know? Yeah. I can't do that. So while Tumblr's user base has generally been received as accommodating people from a wide range of ideologies and identities, a common point of criticism is that attitudes from users on the site stifle discussion and discourse, like you're saying. In 2015, members of the Steven Universe fandom drove an artist to near suicide over their artwork in which they drew characters thin that are typically seen as being fat in the show, quote unquote. In 2018, Kotaku reporter Jita Jita Jackson described the site as a joyless black hole, citing how the website's design and functionality led to fandom spinning out of control, as well as an environment which inhibited discussion and discourse. That is true. When you give an app the ability to like quote tweet or quote reblog or, you know, something like to to repost something and add your own commentary, mm-hmm. that's just you're inviting yeah. violence to yeah. be like where someone's like, oh, all I want is rights and someone quote blogs it and goes shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> like, that's just come on man what are we doing it's also like we're raised in like a a lot of us are raised in like a largely christian culture where like issues are black or white like you're either right or wrong yeah and that's like really interesting to see how those people engage with intersectionality because like two things can be true at once but i imagine also as children when you're processing such like important information where like you're like this is either right or wrong because like that's how you view the world yeah and so like i, I can only imagine and like the extremes you would push like two yeah yeah the last thing you want to see is ron and hermione cannibalist yeah ca- cannibalism arc yeah it's either right or wrong yeah <laughs> you're on the wrong side of history looking at cannibalism from harry potter hey. <laughs> 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 and i've always said that yeah so uh this is a little trigger warning for self-harm for anybody i would skip forward about two minutes Um, In February of 2012, Tumblr banned blogs that promote or advocate suicide, self-harm, and eating disorders. Tumblr had a real issue with the romanticizing and glorification of self-harm. It Mm -hmm. was actually fucking disgusting. The suicide of a British teenager, Tallulah Wilson, raised the issue of suicide and self-harm promotion on Tumblr as Wilson was reported to have maintained a self-harm blog on the site. A user on the site is reported to have sent Wilson an image of a noose accompanied by the message, here is your new necklace, try it on. This is the type of shit, that's what I'm saying. Like, people would just get anonymous DMs that say that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to come to your house and, you know, do awful things to you mm-hmm. if you don't delete your account. Like, you're worthless, you're useless. Just like teenage, these are kids. Yeah. I don't even know what prompts it to because it's like you're resharing pictures. What the fuck is so polarizing about that? In response to the Wilson case, Maria Miller, the UK's Minister for Culture, Media and Sport, said that social media sites like Tumblr need to remove toxic self-harm content. Searching terms like depression, anxiety and suicide on Tumblr now brings up a PSA page directing the user to resources like the National Suicide Lifeline and Seven Cups, as well as an option to continue to the search results. There are concerns 
concerns of some Tumblr posts glorifying suicide and depression among young people. The reality is, if you're looking for that content online, you're going to find it. Yeah. You know, like these apps can try to put up as many safeguards and here's the helpline and here's whatever. I've had some Instagram stories be flagged for, you know, like, hey, someone said that you might need help yeah Are you okay yeah and it's just like because i said i'm gonna kill myself because i love harry styles <laughs> like, dude i've posted a picture of food one time and then it flagged <laughs> someone asked if you need help <laughs> god that looks disgusting <laughs> is she okay <laughs> oh, i literally that's it though is it's, it's crossed this border of like it's not helpful mm-hmm. i get the thought of you know we need to put in some safeguards here but it's just not helpful at all if you're looking for that content you're going to bypass all of those and you're going to find it and um if you skipped ahead welcome back i'm gonna wave my hand welcome back hey guys now we're gonna talk about porn (laughs) (laughs) would you like to take it away yeah so there was an adult content ban um i feel like that was the day the world fell apart it was it was it was a dark day in internet history (laughs) First One Direction breaking up. And now I can't jerk it on Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) So in November of 2018, Tumblr's iOS app was removed by Apple from its app store after illegal child pornography images were found on the service. Tumblr stated that all images uploaded to the service are scanned against an industry database, but that a routine audit had revealed images that had not yet been added to the database you think they scan all the photos that's scary i i don't i feel like they're very much like tsa about it where Mm -hmm. like they did like experiments where like 10 people like walk through with like firearms and only one person got caught right yeah i feel like that's like tumblr with porn okay so um in the wake of the incident a number of tumblr blogs particularly those dealing primarily in adult tagged artwork such as erotica as well as art study and anatomy resources were also deleted with affected users taking to other platforms such as twitter to warn others and complain about the deletions as well as encourage users to back up their blogs contents yeah i know that like i was working as a copywriter at the time and i was working on tumblr at the time and it was a huge mm. thing that i really i tried to like make brands talk about but they're not going to talk about right but it was so huge i was like you're missing out on a fucking moment you can acknowledge it and get a bunch of likes yeah definitely (laughs) so tumblr subsequently removed the ability to date oh my god i have like a fucking okay tumblr (laughs) subsequently tumblr subsequently removed the ability to to disable safe mode from its android app and announced a wider ban on explicit images of sex acts and nudity on the platform with certain limited expectations. Exceptions. Oh, my God. You know what this means is that all of my anatomically correct renderings of Spirit the Horse is a human. Gone. <laughs> Big, veiny, girthy dick. Gone. You know when someone does, like, a house tour where they, like, film all the angles yes. of the house? Yeah. <laughs> it's you around Spirit's dick. <laughs> There's, like, seven different... And if you lift up the shaft... <laughs> <laughs> another smaller shaft yes and yes the balls are hairless because (laughs) horses don't have pubic hair it whacks all right yeah tumblr deployed an automatic content recognition system which resulted in many non-pornographic images being removed from the platform i can imagine yeah and it's also stuff like that where it's like there were so many movements going on at the same time of you know body positivity fitspo um uh gender affirming surgery where it's things like that where it may be considered an, an explicit part of your body, mm-hmm. but it's not f- sexual. Yeah. You know, like if you're showing stretch marks in a way to 
show that it's normal or cellulite on a high part of your thigh. You know, that's not implicitly or inherently sexual. It's like, this is my body. And also how upsetting that just seeing another human's body, it immediately has to be sexual. It's just so, it created a lot of, obviously backlash but a lot of larger discussions of like what are we what are we doing yeah. there are people that need to see certain things in order to feel better and tumblr has a history of being an incredibly toxic app mm-hmm. so it was just upsetting all around mm-hmm. well what's that quote that um i can't tell you the difference between art and porn but i know it when i see it right yeah so that's that quote yeah mm-hmm all right, so the site was known for its popularity with adult content that attracted women and catered for other underserved audiences. Me. Right. <laughs> yeah. In December 2018, about a month after it was initially banned, Tumblr's iOS app was restored to the App Store. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. It's time. We've got content highlights. And I went through... This is from my memory, okay? This mm-hmm. is all the stuff that I was like, God, that was so Tumblr. So there are... First off, so, so, so many subcultures. So I will miss some, okay? Again, if you have them, put them in the comments. First off, there are aesthetic blogs. There were so many different types. And by aesthetic blog, I mean just like curating this sort of vibe for your blog. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of different ones. First off, being hipster, you know, the like flower crown Coachella girl. Then there was grunge. Then there was the rich stoner aesthetic, which was uh, that kind of permeated not just Tumblr, but it was everywhere of the like Supreme and just posting pictures of weed leaves and like Snoop Dogg, Uh, Bart Simpson with bloodshot eyes listening to like Kid Cudi. It was just for no reason. It was just like rich stoner culture. And then just a little further, the druggy aesthetic, just pictures of Zannies and Coke. And $100 bills, just like doing drugs and being rich. And then there was the rich girl BBL aesthetic, which is still around today. Super bad on Instagram. But this was like the era of Fashion Nova had just become a thing. And it was like bodycon dresses. And it was everyone wanted to look like a Kardashian. And it was rich Vegas hotels and YSL heels and nails and, you know, glitter and all that. It was like earth tones. And it was very much that. It was like you wanted to be a rich uh, what are those called? What are those girls called? Stay at home mom. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, uh, not it's not an escort. It's like the girls who go yachting. It's like you're hot and you're yeah. you're paid to be around rich men. Oh yeah, I don't know what that word is. I forget it too, but like slay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're at this hotel right now. That there, I went downstairs to get lunch, and there's a dress code for the fucking restaurant, and these two girls in bikinis walked in who were like twins, and I was like. And they turned Sarah away. <laughs> I literally said to go to Jimmy John's because of the dress code. Go back to where you belong. I was like, these Jimmy girls are- John's. <laughs> 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 these girls aren't wearing anything. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a friend of John. <laughs> they, spray me, they spray me with a water bottle. <laughs> it's sparkling. It burns your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fresco? <laughs> Um, then there were typeface blogs, which were just fonts, just different types of fonts. Mm-hmm. Uh, rave girls. It was all like neon, like people giving each other those fucking, you know, that thing of like oh, rave like girls. Clear. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Peace, love, unity, and 
Freud rage. <laughs> and, and what's the what's the R stand for blur? Oh my god, there's Rash. so many ravers. Rash. Yes. Rashes. Yes. Um, no, it's that thing of when you like hold candy. hands with another rave girl. It's candy, yeah. Yeah, and then you like transfer the beads to the I don't fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, very much that. Very like neon EDM, whatever. The retro cyber modern clean aesthetic. It was like very girly computer theme like the jetsons no oh like uh i don't know it's just very aesthetic let me try to like um like the 2000s like cyber a little bit i can't fucking find it i don't even know what i'm googling (laughs) (laughs) i get nervous and i google stuff on the podcast and then i forget what i google then i freak out like my grandma where am i yeah it was like this sort of thing that's considered like cyber whatever it's very like oh yeah i'm sick and i'm tired too oh my god i know what you mean yeah tumblr aesthetic wallpaper there's just so many it's so good god i love tumblr okay um then this was a weird one just mental illness as an aesthetic Mm -hmm. it was the same sort of like bart simpson edits of just like it was a picture of a cartoon character with just title uh, uh, text over it. And it would be like, I'm so fucked up. No one could ever love me. Mm-hmm. And it had 1.2 million likes. Yeah. It's just like, for some reason, oh, for some reason. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Doing good. good. <laughs> and I keep that in. <laughs> We're in a hotel in Dallas. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be so funny. (laughs) Hi. What's up? Um, Anyway, yeah, it was just these weird, like, I'm so fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then people loved it. Oh, my God. Halsey was a big part of that. Yeah. Speaking of. Didn't she start off on Tumblr? I think so. What was her? She had a, she was a fan of somebody and then ended up dating him. Oh, dude. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so the most important thing to come out of Tumblr, though, I would argue, is the what's now being referred to as the 2014 Tumblr girl aesthetic, mm-hmm. which is God, God, <laughs> we'll never, we'll never do something better than that. It was the overall vibe of like, it was vaguely British, I would say, yeah. with a mixture of like American grunge, and the overall vibe involves a devotion to American apparel, the TV series Skins, the black and white filter, cigarettes, Lord, like black tights and Doc Martens, a lot of black eyeliner, Lana Del Rey, jean jackets, and Maddie Healy of the 1975, of course. And then there was subsequently the Holy Trinity of the Arctic Monkeys, the Neighborhood, and the 1975, which was just world changing. Yeah. And then, oh my God, isn't the lead singer of The Neighborhood dating Billy Eilish? Dude, that just came out. I know. And I am so icked out. I, how old is she? 20. I he's know, 31. I know that she's a, an adult legally, but it, is that still weird? It's still a power to, and it's, it's just such a weird thing because, first of all, I love Jesse Rutherford, and that yeah. just sucks because it's like, ugh. But second of all, 
she has cited before that like she's always been a fan of his really he's one of her heroes and it's just so fucking weird especially with like this whole last album was about don't abuse your power yeah and like i should have known better but you should have known better yeah like he's 31 yeah also i don't know if they're dating they were just holding hands i just Uh, don't want to it's so weird dude maybe speaking of uh being a fan we have to touch on the fandoms of mm. Tumblr. That was such a huge, huge driving force of why this platform was so fucking awful. Mm. <laughs> okay. Again, there's so many. So if I leave yours out, please don't send death threats to me. Um, but these were the ones everyone wouldn't shut the fuck up about when I was on Tumblr. Number one is Super Who Lock, uh-huh. which is a combination of Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock. Did any, uh, so I know that it's a combination, but did like any of the shows actually mix in real life? No. Oh. It was never like a, that so sweet life of Hannah Montana. Oh, that's what I was thinking that I was like. No, I wish. Yeah. God, I, God. Actually, that would have been probably like fucking a nightmare. People would have like maybe spontaneously combusted. Like yeah. that would have been a lot. Um, but that was a huge, I mean, just like gay ships and then platonic ships and then fighting over is that ethical and then you know i this person but i just it was so much there were so many fan fictions there were so many edits there were so many it was drama it was drama there was a famous day in 2013 called misha apocalypse which Uh misha collins from supernatural everyone changed their uh their profile picture to this picture of Misha Collins. This was the fateful image. Oh, it's a boy. Yeah, it's Misha. I'm so stupid. I heard Misha and I thought girl. Yeah, this everyone like changed their profile picture to this on April Fool's Day in 2013. And it was just like, God, y'all are annoying. Yeah. God, y'all are so annoying. But the thing is, is like, they're all teenagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you just loved him so much. This poor man. Mm -hmm. This poor man. And the other one. Y'all just really, you put them through it. Um, we have to mention fucking One Direction. I mean, like, what mm-hmm. would Tumblr have been if not for One Direction? One yeah. Direction was the crux of my online presence from 2011 to now. Yeah. So it was literally, Tumblr was inundated with edits, fan fictions, imagines, photo sets. Like, oh my God, they're here. This is the hotel they're staying at. Mm-hmm. This is Niall's favorite tea. This is da da da. It was just like, I learned so much information. Mm-hmm. It's it's criminal. What is objectively more intense? A One Direction on Tumblr or K-pop, K-pop on Twitter? I think they're comparable. Really? I do. Oh, that actually just put it into perspective for me. I, th- I mean, y'all tell me what you think in the comments if you lived through it. But I think, I mean, Tumblr 1D days were something else. Yeah. I think there is more of an aggression towards other people uh-huh. on K-pop stan Twitter. But on Tumblr, it was like, it was aggressive towards the boys. Really? Yeah, it was like... I think we just loved him so much. Yeah. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. This is this is a discussion. Okay. Wild though. Um I'm like nervous now. The next one is Welcome to Night Vale, mm-hmm. which was it had a cult following and that's pretty much all I know about it. Was not a fan. Steven Universe, again, cult following, not a fan. K-pop had its moment on Tumblr. Yeah. Um kind of really? like there was a big yeah, like kawaii culture was very okay, fetishized yeah. Yeah. as it it still is um 
edits, collages, lock screens, flower crown edits, other stuff like that of just young teenage girls and, and just people in general just going ham yeah. on pick monkey, Canva, pick collage, like just editing these incredible. And I used to make my own little collages of all my favorite people i would make one with like (laughs) and the next one is like this weird obsession with dilfs yeah just like men old enough to be my father and if not that older than my father yeah i was making collages of men that age and setting them as the lock screen on my ipod touch yeah it's like robert downey jr george clooney matt damon brad pitt Tom Hiddleston. I would make a collage and add little hearts and like I love you and flower <laughs> crowns. And I Wait, just like, like like a collage like of someone's eyes and then someone's ears and no, then you made a collage a human of being. like a book. <laughs> <laughs> you can't erase your your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, a collage of like a bunch of different pictures of the person. Okay. I went through an Iggy Azalea phase. Interesting. Made a collage of Iggy Azalea. Don't not, know why. Not your typical Dilf. Hey, not but she fits in there yeah, for some does. reason. I was having my Tom Hiddleston phase really bad and then Iggy Azalea. It was just Tumblr was such a beautiful you could everything you ever loved was in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the Dilf thing was crazy though. Like babyfying old men. Like he's so baby. Yeah. Like he's so ooh. He's 60. Yeah. <laughs> he's a full-grown adult. God, he, like, has children. He has hemorrhoids. He has, he has chronic back pain. Yes. I'm going to apply his creams for him. He wears one of those movers corsets. <laughs> when he does, <laughs> When he does literally anything. <laughs> he has to roll out his back with a tennis ball when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> Um, then we have books. There was a big book fandom, Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. Fucking remember that? That mm-hmm. permeated all sides of the internet. What Tumblr did to the Green family was so fucking cruel. They can be uh, simultaneously so thankful and so resentful Yeah. for what Tumblr and the internet has done for their careers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, it's like the Millie Bobby Brownification <laughs> of someone. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, he's cringy, but like, they're not like that cringy to me, I guess. No. Did Should I- we start a rumor that John Green's homophobic? No. <laughs> he is. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Yeah, it's it's like um, these poor people. Yeah. Yeah. All they wanted to do was share their art with the world. Yeah. And we said, that's your first fucking mistake. <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> Trying to connect with me. You're a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. So uh, other than like the John Green books, there was Hunger Games, Divergent, Twilight, all of those like kind of dystopian sci-fi books, big fucking grip around my neck and my thigh. (laughs) You're not going anywhere. (laughs) Harry Potter. All right. I have seen some of the most hellish fan art of my life um, on Tumblr.gov. Uh-huh. Hey guys, sorry, we're staying in a hotel and we were illegally in a conference room and they just kicked us out. So now we're in a different room. So if it's echoey and dark and bad, you shut fuck up. Mm-hmm. This is the office room. So if someone needs to print out a document. If someone needs to print their boarding pass. They're just going to be a featured guest on yeah. our podcast. Second ever guest. Yes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All, All right. right, where was I? Anyway, the Harry Potter characters fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we have so many beautiful gems. I don't know if you can see this, but I'll try to zoom in on the screen. It's beautifully drawn, mm-hmm. like fan art, genuinely, of Harry Potter fans. But it's some of the most just fucked up. I mean, fist up the whole, like, 
biting neck, spit on the face, mm-hmm. Ron and Harry. <laughs> and Hagrid. And, and you got to throw Dobby in there and just <laughs> yeah. make it really fucking weird. Yes. But you know what? Human expression is artistic expression. Mm-hmm. And I'll never go back on that. All mm-hmm. right. Everything is art if you look at it that way. I also want to talk about fuck yeah blogs. If you were on Tumblr and you looked up something that, you know, let's say, I don't know, Miles Teller. Okay. I had my Miles Teller era in 2014. I looked up Miles Teller on the tags, pulls up fuck yeah, Miles Teller, whole blog dedicated to Miles Teller. Yeah. My first introduction to the fact that there is one of those blogs for literally any conceivable thing you could think of. Yeah. Interesting. You want to look up something about Chernobyl, radioactive waste yeah fuck yeah chernobyl well actually that's pretty interesting so i assume there would be like multiple blogs on that yeah sure yeah it's um it was cool they were blogs dedicated to the celebration of a singular topic could be anything a tv show a celebrity a dessert each fuck yeah blog follows the same naming format like fuck yeah tom hiddleston or fuck yeah glee the trend was originated by writer ned hepburn with his fuck yeah sharks blog started on october 25th 2008 and that's pure and cute Mm, yeah i mean shark week like everyone loves sharks like if i was attacked by a shark i'd be like please no one don't hurt him he was just doing what he he thought i wasn't where i was supposed to be yeah like if i walk into someone else's house i fully expect him to hurt me you know right when you keep your shoes on (laughs) (laughs) another a uh, crucial part of Tumblr was the fan fiction. And I don't mean like, you know, imagine he pushes you up against a wall and kisses you. I mean like novels. These were novellas. Damn. These were short novels, sometimes full-blown novels that actual beautiful, like beautifully written literature. Mm-hmm. The fucking amateurs, y'all were on Wattpad. Tumblr was for the lyricists. Yeah. For the waxing poets. Uh-huh. What is the longest fan fiction you've ever read? There was one called, all right, guys. There's one called Rough Day. That's uh-huh. a Mandalorian fan fiction. And it's about, actually, I want to look it up, but it's like in the hundreds of thousands of um, pages. Oh, my God. Actually, I'm lying. That might be words. Here, one second. All right, so... Rough Day has 188,000 words. Oh my God. And it's only got 17 chapters, but each chapter is like, I mean, it's like reading a chapter of a book. Yeah. Like it's, you'll be there for a while. Who wrote it? Uh, some woman online. Just bored out of your mind? Just horny, <laughs> horny. Isn't that crazy? The level of longing that women have and like men just like come in like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. And I, it, you can tell too who wrote it and what state of mind they were in when they were, how they refer to, um, the penis, if you will. Yeah. Is it a member? Yes. Is it a cock? Yeah. <laughs> is it a dick? Dick is playful. Dick is childish. Yeah. He, he puts his dick in. I don't want to hear that. Yes. I want to hear his, oh God, what do they say? The like anatomical way they say it. Quivering member. Yeah. Quivering member. Um, it's just like, it's beautifully written. And it's, fan fiction is 100% an example of the female gaze. Yeah. It is viewing men as beautiful creatures mm-hmm. and viewing their body as art and all this. And, you know, when men write about women, it's, she boobed boobly. Yeah, <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> it's very that. And yeah. so I enjoyed that part of fan fiction. And I know a lot of people, we need to talk about this. A lot of people grew, who grew up on Tumblr, that's how we learned about sex. I wasn't fucking in high school. Yeah. And even if I was, that's not sex. Yeah. You know, that's your being 
sex is being done to you. Yeah. You are not having sex. Yeah. I was reading fan fiction about people that I liked, which is weird, but it's, you know, you like them. Mm-hmm. And you find them attractive. You're reading that, and it's supposedly written by either older people mm-hmm. or people your age who maybe know what they're talking about. And my full idea of sex and what sex was and sex acts came from fan fiction. Yeah. And I was, it was a rude awakening. Yeah. When I lost my virginity and I found out that sex is bad. Oh. Like usually, between a man and a woman, usually it is bad. And yeah. it is a rarity to find a man who knows how to please a woman. And it's a rarity to find a man who respects a woman's body and what a gift and a, and a piece of art a woman's body is. And it's just like fan fiction really set me up for failure in that regard. I just like the idea. I mean, I know that everyone's body is a gift, but like imagine like someone's like, you're about to hook up with someone, you're like, get ready to receive this gift. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Can of muffins. Yes. Can of biscuits. Yeah. Uh, fan fiction completely ruined like romance. And because that's why it's a fiction. Mm-hmm. It's because these people, and I guess me included as a teenager, were not getting the romantic affection that they wanted. Yeah. And so you, you create it. Yeah. You know, in your mind. Yeah, I mean, Tumblr, like we said, was an escape for a lot of people. Yep. And that could be like a family situation or like Absolutely. a community situation or love situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, other than fan fictions, there were one shots and imagines, which were little short blurbs you could request that the user write. If you're like, and, and that would be a one shot would be Michael Sprouse fan fiction, mm-hmm. which I have to bring up. Yeah. And I never posted it on Tumblr, but I'm thinking about it. What is the, what is it? The Cole Sprouse fan fiction that I wrote was, he was in the military. Yeah. Okay? It's always military. Yeah. And he came back from war and he was traumatized, PTSD. Uh-huh. And I was the only one. It was, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't you. Yeah. <laughs> it was that. I tried to touch him and he would flinch away. It was like, there were levels to it. I was yeah. a skilled author. Was there like a portion of it dedicated to like the 4th of July and like being in no. bed with him? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> having to hold him like a shaking chihuahua dude my mom used to talk about that all the time because she was deployed like people like oh, she hates fourth of july huh? yeah people can't be around fireworks i get that yeah and unfortunately fireworks are a big part of american culture mm-hmm. for me it's just visually overwhelming i get that i gotta leave the beach <laughs> <laughs> gotta leave the coles parking lot this is too much <laughs> disneyland is your living nightmare yes. yeah the sound and the lights it's nighttime too. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't see him in the daytime. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fucking fireworks during the daytime. <laughs> fireworks display at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many bad One Direction imagines mm-hmm. that we really have to talk about if I can find them. Read a couple. Enlighten me. All right, here we go. Imagine. Seeing the 1D tour bus and you run toward it, but they run over you and you die. (laughs) When they bury you, they dance on your grave. (laughs) One Direction reunites just to fucking dance on your grave. One Direction, uh, is it's a planned homicide. (laughs) Imagine, this is a famous one, Niall Horan crawling inside your ear. You tell him to stop, but he is in there. Oh yeah, I'm picturing it. Do you feel it? Is it supposed to be horny or is it just like a no, scenario? No, these are bad 1D imagines. Oh, oh. These are not real ones. The real ones are like, imagine Zane pushes you up against the wall and kisses you and tells you he loves you. Yeah. These are the ones that like, 
you always end up dying. <laughs> a big plot point is you die. I push Zane up against the wall and I cover his nose and mouth. <laughs> we both turn red together as I hold my breath <laughs> in his face. Uh, imagine high Dutch oven Zane Malik. He dies. Yes. Imagine Nile kissing you and then moving behind your ear, kissing all down your neck. You moan his name and suddenly feel a sharp pain in your throat. Nile's a vampire and just put his fangs in you. Oh my god. An Irish vampire is the most non-threatening thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna suck your blood. Okay, that's gonna happen. Is that Irish? I don't know. Hey, Irish fans, don't listen to this episode. Correct us phonetically in the comments. Yeah, please uh, give me some tips and tricks. Imagine giving Zane a haircut. Shaving his head bald. <laughs> Imagine shaving Zane's head in his sleep. Imagine waxing Zane Malik's head. Oh, that would slay. Yeah. He's got some thick, dark hair. Oh. You know he would be super inflamed afterward. <laughs> You're not supposed to wax people's heads. Really? Yes. <laughs> Why not? Because you'd be really inflamed afterwards. No. You ever seen those pictures of people with uh, sun poisoning? Yes, <laughs> they yes. swell up. And they, you, they like touch their forehead with their finger and it leaves an indent. Yeah. Makes me giggle. Power outage with Harry. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Put on a pair of shorts. Paint your nails. I saw this. I saw this last night. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Natural disaster with Harry. <laughs> Imagine surviving an earthquake with Harry Styles. Surviving Ian with Harry. <laughs> Imagine sheltering in place with Harry Styles. Yeah, just awful. All right, moving on. Oh my God, the guys that kicked us out of the other room, they just passed by, but they were like, it looks like you're doing something important. We had that picture hey, of- we are. Yeah. I had a picture of Misha Collins on the fucking screen. Yes. And three separate people came in to tell us to leave. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, guys, we're really conducting an important presentation in this room. Dude, it just looked like a setup for an AA meeting. <laughs> yeah, that no one came to. Yes. And we're talking about Misha Collins. Um. Another very important facet of Tumblr beyond the fan fiction and all that is porn. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it is still banned. You lied to them on whatever episode that was where you said it's coming back. Well, no, they relaxed some of the fucking, it's not like outright porn, but they're still banned. Okay. Yeah. Porn is banned, but there's still like some, something scandalous happening. Can you see hole? No. What can you see? Oh dude, I just got really lightheaded. <laughs> I just got Come on. Another really important part of Tumblr was the fake stories. It's almost as bad as LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like LinkedIn is famously known for like people lie. It's yeah. fan fiction for adults. Tumblr had incredibly fake stories. This is one. I'll sh it's literally, it's a screenshot of a text post. If you can see that on the screen, but I'm going to read it. It says, oh my God, my friend had jury duty today. And when they told her to put her hand on the Bible, she started to scream, ah, it burns, it burns. And everyone was staring and she just laughs. And one religious lady in the jury even fainted. And someone like commented under it and said, if you think women can't troll, you're wrong. Oh my God. No <laughs> rights. No, no all rights. The, all the feminism just left my body. Yes. No rights for you. That's just, it was, it was that all the time. It was like, oh my God. So I was just in the grocery store. No, you weren't. Mm -hmm. You haven't left your bedroom in days. <laughs> yes. You weren't at the grocery right, store. Yes. Okay. You, you're truant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, another one is eating disorder, Tumblr, which, I mean, trigger warning, but if you lived through it, you know about it. If you lived through it, that's probably why you have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It was encouraged. There were tips and tricks on how to eat disorderedly. Um, Fitzbo turned eating disorder. It was just awful. It was tips on how to be bulimic, where to be bulimic, how to be anorexic. It was awful. Where to be bulimic? Where to be bulimic. Like like when you go to the bathroom at a restaurant, like this is how you oh, yeah, yeah. vomit and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even the thing of like you put food in your pocket so it looks like you're eating. Yeah. It's just... Anyway, another one is uh, what is air? Everyone on Tumblr, that was like the catchphrase. It's like a way to say, that's so funny, I'm dead. Like, uh, oh my God, what is air? I can't breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a catchphrase used by Tumblr users to identify each other outside of the website. It was a reaction similar to like, I can't even. Yeah. Or, oh my God. It's like hanky code for teenage girls. Literally. Yeah. Just from laughing too hard or being overwhelmed by your love for something. Mm -hmm. Whereas today I say, I'm going to kill myself when Harry Styles wears anything glittery. Yeah. And we're all like, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get reported and I get said, here's (laughs) the helpline. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A follower reported your account. Are you doing okay? Yeah another one is just girly things Mm -hmm. so anyone who has lived and this is i mean everyone can really relate to this just girly things hey being weird oh i fucking love these posts yeah yeah and she is really fucking weird look at her she is absolute weirdo pretty girls don't make that face no you know she's a social outcast yeah bullied relentlessly (laughs) look at her mocked for conventionally good looks (laughs) (laughs) Who could ever love someone as conventionally attractive as that? Exactly. Good luck. Good luck trying to find love. (laughs) It was the just girly things, just the most random things. (laughs) Eating sushi. (laughs) Just girly things. Eating grocery store sushi. (laughs) Drinking a Diet Coke. (laughs) Pocketing fists of grocery store (laughs) sushi. (laughs) Stealing from Walmart. Just girly things. And that became a post-ironic meme Mm -hmm. of people making fun of the innocence of like a just girly things account. Like the person who made this is probably so insufferable. Yeah. Because they mean it. Mm -hmm. Just girly things being weird. The thing is, is there's nothing wrong with being a girl or doing girly things. It's the style in which you are... It's it's almost like you're saying that it's weird that I'm, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I'm unusual for this. Right. Yeah. It, it, or that this means you're different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just girly things started on Tumblr and then it went everywhere. Mm-hmm. It became that Twitter account that posted um, recycled content on Twitter. And then mm-hmm. it became, it was on Pinterest. And then it was on We Heart It. And it was whatever. Um, social justice was another big part of Tumblr, which was, it was a lot of GoFundMes. It was a lot of fundraisers, very mm. community, like grassroots driven, you know, like, um, fundraisers for top surgery, bottom surgery, things like that. And, mm. and you would, it would be reblogged onto your dash and you would, uh, contribute to it if you could. Inspirational photo quotes are a type of image macro. You want to read this one actually? Yeah. Yeah. So this one says, she's changed. You can see it in her eyes, in her touch, and hear it in her tone. She's not the same, and she's never coming back. God, it's so fucking true. 
Actually, there are sometimes, like when I was in college, inspirational quotes did so much for me. Yeah? They actually got me through like a lot of hard times in my life. Wow. Dude, imagine having like that, sort like if an inspirational quote could like change your life. Yeah. Now, I can't. How weak-minded you are. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously. I can't Someone re- told you, keep going. And yeah. you said, damn, that's so true. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't got, give up. I've got to get back on the saddle. <laughs> Now I'm like, nothing, nothing can get me out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get back out there. Take life by the balls. Because Tumblr user Dick Cheney farts (laughs) told me to. So, um, yeah, these were just snippets of lyrics and inspirational quotes in a block letter format. Oftentimes on the topic of romance or relationships, set to various photographs of people or landscapes that are thought-provoking or sentimental. Uh, And of course it became a subject of criticism and parody because it's easy to parody. Confession blogs. These typically involved confessions relating to a fandom of some kind. And the confessions were just God awful. Yeah. You should never share these confessions. This was the, the format of it. Hello. It's basically a picture of whatever character it is with a blacked out bar, either over their eyes or over the bottom of the picture. And this one says, I want Maid Marian to play with my balls. <laughs> See, that fox is kind of cute. No, she's sexy. Mm-hmm. She's got the, what are those eyes called? Siren eyes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got siren eyes. It's just alarming. <laughs> <laughs> I've got police siren eyes. <laughs> Horse cop eyes. <laughs> Don't look me directly in the eyes. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Medically prescribed horse blinders so people can't look you in the eye. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this was just the most unhinged shit that you could think of. People would put these on. You want to read the next one? Yeah. I like your shoelaces is a code phrase Tumblr users will employ to find out if someone they've just met and sus- Suspect uses Tumblr is really on the site. If the person responds, thanks, I stole them from the president. They are stupid as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And a confirmed Tumblr (laughs) user. (laughs) Thanks, I stole them from the president? They think they're being so quirky and funny. Who are you? God. (laughs) The first Urban Dictionary entry for the phrase was added on November 16, 2012 by user um, Whovian Classic Rock Fandom. Jesus. Really all of it in one. (laughs) Whovian. I I love Doctor Who and fuck. Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Aerosmith and Whoville. Fuck yeah, Aerosmith and David Tennant. <laughs> it was defined as a phrase used by Tumblr users to detect another Tumblr user in the real world. Yeah. If anyone came up to me and said, I like your shoelaces and I was wearing like Vans. Yes. Or yeah, Vans, the ones you slip on. I'd be like, you're an idiot. Yes. I wouldn't be like, they're part of the secret society. I know, but also again. The Freemasons of Tumblr. But again, these are teenagers, I guess. But I mean, there's nothing about being a Tumblr user that like you could get persecuted for. So you don't even need a code word. Right. Or code question. You could literally just say, you on Tumblr? Yeah. That would do just as well. Yeah, because they're not going to be like, heathen, sinner. Right. It became this thing of like, there was archetype of a tumblr person Mm -hmm. the dyed blue hair the septum piercing the steven universe shirt Mm -hmm. you know it just became very uh, that's our spokesperson yeah 
<laughs> that was one of them, like the fandom one, and then just like a 1D fangirl. It was just all One Direction stuff, which was the side I landed on. And then a weird five sauce phase. Do you like five sauce? No. Oh, five seconds of summer. Five seconds of summer. They opened up for One Direction. They went on tour together for yeah. one tour and people just lost their fucking minds. All right. It's here. We have to talk about DashCon. You said it's here to like everything. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. these are all very incredibly <laughs> monumental po- points in my life. Yeah. That these people, you fucking people, mm-hmm. you know. DashCon was a convention organized by and for the core community members and audiences of Tumblr, including content creators and fans of a wide range of exceptionally popular subcultures, hobbies, and interests within the microblogging network. After successfully completing a fundraiser in 2013, the inaugural convention took place in Schaumburg, Illinois, the capital, during the second weekend of July 2014. <coughs> However, the event was largely marred by poor planning and mismanagement of the budget, the news of which quickly spread on Tumblr and became a source of ridicule under the designated hashtag, hashtag DashCon. Originally proposed under the name TumbleCon USA in March 2013, which sounds like just a youth gymnastics event. (laughs) Abby Lee Miller's there. People doing cartwheels around a convention center. (laughs) And then just a bunch of Steven Universe fans in the corner. Um, The name of the event was subsequently changed to DashCon to clarify its non-affiliation with the company. Shortly after that, the weekend passes $65 and day passes $30 to $50 for the convention went on sale. The inaugural event was planned to be held between July 11th and 13th in the Schaumburg Renaissance Convention Center in Illinois. One of the most highly anticipated events at the convention was a live performance and Q&A session by the staff members of popular podcast series Welcome to Night Vale. However, the event had to be dropped from the program as a result of misallocation of funds by the organizers, which drew much criticism from the attendees. And if any of you bitches went to DashCon, please tell me in the comments, please, or if you remember anything else about it. Some DashCon attendees also pointed out that one of the most memorable attractions at the convention was a colorful children's ball pit in an otherwise mostly empty room. Following the cancellation of the Welcome to Night Vale appearance, rumors began to spread on Tumblr that the convention organizers were trying to appease the angry attendees by offering an extra hour in the pit in compensation. Soon, many attendees at the convention, as well as Tumblr users who were remotely following the story through the hashtag, began making mockeries of the ball pit as the primary attraction of the entire event. As the weekend progressed, the DashCon and ball pit tags accumulated large numbers of posts on Tumblr, in addition to several side rumors surrounding the ball pit, such as its deflation, it being urinated in, or having a child conceived in it. God. And we'll put a picture up on the screen if you can't see this, but this was the ball pit. Oh my God. That's literally it. So much pee and semen. So much. I mean, a black light to this would land you in prison. Federal. (laughs) Alcatraz. Yes, so there was an emergency fundraiser. Um, As the news of the disastrous turnout at the convention continued to spread on Tumblr, the hotel was in the process of shutting down the convention and kicking everyone out because they hadn't paid the bill to reserve the hotel for that long. It became known known that the organizers had raised more than 17,000 U.S. dollars in emergency donations to continue hosting the event at the venue. Combined with the moderately high admission price for $65 for the weekend pass, the emergency fundraiser soon prompted suspicion that the convention is little more than a money grab scheme 
Just a bunch of kids in chokers and flower crowns and super hulock merch standing on the side of the road waiting for their moms. Oh, yeah, you wrote this <laughs> to pick them up. And criticizing the poor planning of the event, the Tumblr blog at $17,000 was launched to offer a variety of alternative ways in which the money could have been spent instead. Going to college, paying for Tinder premium. Yeah. LMA. Yeah, exactly. That was, a, that was a moment in history for all the Tumblr users. That yeah. shit was wild. And so this is an opinion piece by the New Yorker from 2022. And I just want to read it for a little bit because I feel like for anyone who was on Tumblr, this just kind of sums it up. Tumblr is something like an Atlantis of social networks. Once prominent, innovative, and shining, on equal footing with any other social media company, it sank under the waves as it underwent several ownership transfers in the 2010s. But it might be rising once more. Tumblr's very status as a relic of the internet is making it appealing to prodigal users as well as new ones. Tumblr CEO Jeff Donofrio um, told me, the author, recently that 48% of its active users and 61% of its new ones are Gen Z. That's the same demographic that Facebook and Instagram are concerned about losing. I would say they've already lost them. Mm -hmm. Facebook, definitely. According to the leaked Facebook papers, the company now known as Meta estimates that teenage Facebook users are likely to drop by almost half in the next two years. The platform became known as a petri dish of internet quirkiness. I love that. Mm -hmm. Great use of the English, English language. Cultivating subcultures such as bronies and the Harry Potter fandom. Tech companies often focus on anticipating the next disruption to their business model. They copy the competition and attempt to evolve as quickly as possible. Hence, for instance, Instagram's addition of Snapchat-like stories and TikTok-like reels and even fucking YouTube has YouTube shorts, YouTube community posts. It's all turning into the same app everywhere. Uh, D'Onofrio's tenure, by contrast, has been characterized by an unusual pursuit of preservation. This is a quote from him. We're not telling people how to behave, not telling them what to do or how to comfort themselves here, um, other than the pornography ban, which remains in effect. Mm -hmm. Other social networks have increasingly siloed users into a small number of optimized content types, short texts, brief videos, pre-made memes. Tumblr, on the other hand, is more open-ended, listing various possible post formats with icons at the top of its feed, text, photo, quote, link, chat, audio, video, possibilities are endless it's one of the few social networks where users can still publish entries that resemble blog posts that's true and it's also it stays true to its form you know it was created as a, a tumble blog yeah. the tumblr users that this author spoke to both new and returning, cited a few unfashionable aspects that keep them using the platform. Tumblr's main feed doesn't shuffle posts algorithmically based on what it determines might appeal to a user. It's a good old chronological river. Posts appearing in the feed are undated, and many accounts are pseudonyms, creating a respite from the frenetic exposure of other social media. Users spoke of the platform feeling disconnected from the real world, which is what we've been talking about this whole time. It's an escape. I go on Instagram, I go on Twitter, I even go on TikTok and I see shit that's upsetting. You know, yeah. like social media used to be a place where we go to to escape that stuff and now it's everywhere. Tumblr is, in my opinion, the last remaining place that has a sense of community that is free of that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. like you see very few things about politics. Well, depending on what you follow. Yeah. Um, it's a place to just enjoy what you like and to find friends that enjoy it as well. It feels disconnected from the real world. No president would ever try to shape world events with a Tumblr post. The best part about looking through your own archive is realizing that the internet 
ephemera you gravitate toward has remained almost embarrassingly consistent over the past decade. In the hyper-pressurized environment of social media circa 2022, it's rare to encounter a past digital self unless it's being dug up to defame you. It's very rare that we go back and like look at what we used to post just to look at it. You know, it's like usually used in a a slamming manner like yeah. look at what you used to do yeah and instead of just like wow look at what i used to like yeah look at who i used to be yeah look how far we've come sort of thing what makes tumblr obsolete for the moment are the same things that lend it an enduring appeal the fact that it maintains a following should remind us that we use social media services by choice no platform or feature is an inevitability oh hell yeah that's a good point i couldn't have said it better myself i know right i think that's a really i love the part about like Everything is preserved. Who mm. you were as a 15-year-old, which is scary, yeah. is preserved perfectly. And you can go back and look at it by month and see, oh, I liked this that month. And, well, oh, that happened that month. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. It's like a diary. It is. Mm-hmm. A diary of the worst thoughts you've ever had. Yeah. So a diary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that about sums up Tumblr from my personal experience. Thank you for listening. I feel like I really did learn a lot. Good. It's interesting, like, diving into your mind like that. It is. It's, it's, um, I want to say it's a dark place, but usually it's not. Yeah. It's just really horny. Yeah. Posted an Instagram story last night saying, um, Jack Harlow's going to be on SNL. I'm going to hump the pillow. <laughs> Start grinding on the pillow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Loving you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. Please follow us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, uh, Snapchat, Tumblr, Snapchat, TikTok, and um, rate us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcasts. We love you guys. Yeah. And um, sorry about all the fucking technical difficulties. We're on tour right now. We're in Dallas. So Mm -hmm. that's it. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. (laughs)